prone episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I have lost 145 pounds. Wow. Accidentally. Whoa. And with me today is... Donald Weigel, and I have lost 100 pounds on purpose. Weight loss robot, Donald yeah, Weigel. Yeah, weight loss robot. Uh, Catherine, uh, before we started recording, was like, uh, let's uh, let's keep the banter to a minimum this time, yeah. like looking at me. And so now I'm very serious. I'm getting straight to the point. Well, so much has happened since the last episode. Uh, yeah. It, it's been about 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes since we recorded <laughs> the last one. We got all the banting. Uh, done. I, I know for you, it feels like a whole week has gone by, but time sure? just flies when you're waiting on, or maybe it just feels like forever when you're waiting on the next episode of Wheeling Look Thin. You know, I I listen to other podcasts uh, and they say like, oh, I have a day where I podcast. I just record five episodes. I don't know how people do that. Yeah, I, I have know. to. I got to pump myself up. I got to rev myself up. Yeah. It depends on the weather, my uh, my depression, the lack of depression. I uh, do this whole thing where I like shout encouragement at myself in a mirror before we start. That you did? <laughs> wow. <okay. laughs> no, I just made that up just now. <laughs> All right. No, but I think getting pumped up is important. Uh, right now, I am being fueled by uh, by hunger. Yeah. Uh, I want to eat something. My stomach is rumbling. Uh, but first, I want to impart wisdom on people. Yes, wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> know why i think it's funny to mispronounce things yes indeed uh so getting down to business Ooh, we're getting to brass tacks yeah brass this tacks. might upset some people uh some people enjoy the banter some people do not enjoy the banter yeah, we I get know. both parties uh complaining about hey you guys are too many chuckles yeah. or you, I only want chuckles, so I don't know what yeah, this Yeah, basically is two be. kinds of people. Those <laughs> those who think we talk too much without uh, making a point, and those who think we don't talk enough without making you a know, point. You know, but we're doing this for us. We just got to be real. Yeah. We got to be true to our, ourselves, our bodies. We need to be the best Catherine and Donald that we can be. Yeah, and that, that can depend uh, on the weather. Our authentic so selves. Yeah, yes. you know what? Our authentic selves ate our way through 40 plus years of living. It turns out uh, if we don't make changes, nothing's going to change. So this episode is all about change. Boom. Boom. They're done. Um, Done. End of episode. If you enjoyed this episode. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So last week... Uh, or 10 minutes ago, depending <laughs> on your point of view, uh, we did an episode about looking ahead at the summer. Yeah, we sure did. We talked about looking at uh, the months of June, July, and August, maybe into September, Gregorian calendar. Yeah. Uh, and Or here in Los Angeles, it's still blazing hot into October. Yeah. Like October is one of the, like early October especially, is like one of the hottest months yeah. out here. It's really weird. It's bananas. Right now we're experiencing June gloom yeah. in Los Angeles. doesn't even rhyme, but nobody seems to pay attention to that. They yeah, just yeah. let it go. June gloom, the expression drives me crazy, but there, there's this tendency in June in Los Angeles for it to be overcast all the time, and that's what people say. Yeah, it's not a time to visit if you want to, a suntan. So we talked about looking at your summer and really analyzing what your expectations of yourself for the summer would be compared to the actual real life events that are occurring in the summer. Are you going on vacation? Do you have structure, no structure, back to work? All these different things that can get in the way of our goals. And one of the things we mentioned was the actual plan of gaining, maintaining, or losing weight. And is that realistic based on all of the plans that you have this summer? 
summer. Yeah. Now, I will tell you that in the four years of maintaining my weight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maintaining? Maintaining my weight. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I cracked myself That's up. a choice. Sure. Um, I don't know. It sounds fancy, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Our super fancy. Our daughter says that when she's like, oh, fancy. Hmm. Uh, when we don't use paper plates. But in the four years, we have gone on vacations. We have worked in indulgences into our plan. Yeah. And we have also stayed at home for a year because of a pandemic. And yet still, we have been able to maintain our weight loss. Yeah. And in the past, I would gain a flat five, uh, or not, maybe not so flat, but a big five, every time I would go on vacation. And that would just take me up the scale, 145 pounds. But we have figured out ways to be proactive and engage in our time away to make it work for us. And we have growth mindsets and we know that we can either be the victim of our vacation choices or the champions of our vacation choices. Oh my goodness, <laughs> there's way too much fancy sounding talk on this episode already. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing Duolingo right now, uh, learning Spanish. Yeah. And I always enjoy the words that are basically the same as the English right, words. Just, I'm like, I already know how to speak the language. I took Spanish in high school, and our teacher actually told us if you don't know a word for something, like give it a shot, say in the American version, but with a Spanish accent, and there's a really good chance you'll you'll be close. We have uh, a dish towel in the kitchen that has how to make limoncello, um, oh, yeah. you know, as you do in your spare time. Um, and it's written in Italian and in English. And our daughter was like, I think this might be an ingredient list. And uh, the the word for ingredients in Italian is ingredienti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm, what was the big sign? What so, was your first clue? Yeah, but I don't need to home churn limoncello this summer. That's no. not what it's about. It's about making it easy to make good choices. I might want to go buy some though, because that now suddenly I'm craving yum, it now yum, that yum, you're yum, talking yum. about it. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. So depending on your summer plans, today we are going to talk specifically about staying in hotels versus staying in sort of rental timeshare places with kitchens and without because the challenges of each, and sometimes you can control those, sometimes you can't control those, it's okay. Yeah. But we're going to come up with ways to manage those. The first question to ask yourself in all of this is, are you okay gaining five pounds this week? Because yeah. if that's not the plan, then you've got to make some plans. Yeah, you said in the last episode that every time you went to visit your grandmother, you just assumed you were going to gain five pounds. You kind of threw up your hands and said, well, there's nothing I can do about it. No, it was just what was going to happen. Yeah. And so you have to ask yourself, if you're just going to, you know, let yourself go, so to speak, With if you're just going to throw all your plans out the windows, if you're just going to say to yourself, well, this isn't the time I'm going to try to maintain my health and fitness. I don't have the willpower. Yeah, you have to be willing to face the consequences of that. You have to ask yourself, well, the position that I'm in right now, if I come back and I'm five pounds heavier, if I'm 10 pounds heavier, Am I willing to put in the work it's going to take to take that weight back off? Exactly. So think about the time you're going to be away and think about how many times you're planning on going off track. Because if you have three vacations planned this summer, you might be looking at 15 to 20 pounds of gain. And if you want to battle against that, that means you have the opportunity 
as a grown-up who puts food in their own mouth right. to make choices that you can feel proud about. Most people out there are not being force-fed things. What Most am people I are, to yeah, do? voluntarily eating the food that so they're eating. So much pressure. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to break this into three parts. The before you go. Yeah. Uh, and the the ways to plan for it, and then the actual practical tips and tricks of being on vacation. So, what do you do before you go? Well, it goes a little like this. So, remember, and this is something that Donald actually brought up. I'll take credit for it because I'm saying it first. Yes. Is that really think about why you're going on vacation. I can tell you without a doubt that I used to go on vacation to eat lots of food and then nap, not in my own home. Yeah, That's why sure. I went on vacation. There were plenty of times where like we said, good old-fashioned raisins and peanuts, gorp, or whatever it's called, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> that we would just go to tank up. We would have more you know, snacks and supplies than we would ever need. We packed sticks of butter in, you know, bags and backpacks to make sure that there was, but I don't know if there's butter at Knott's Berry Farm. Who knows? I got to bring my own butter. Yeah, we for gotta sure. We got to make that happen. But before you go, and this was what Donald was going to say, was really remember why you're going on vacation. Are you going to relax, to engage with other people, to mellow out, to rev up? What are your actual plans? Is your plan like, boy, I sure am looking forward to quickly gaining five pounds. How yeah. can I make that happen as quickly and as efficiently as possible? Exactly. And I used to, I mean, I spent most of my life really, I would, people would ask me about plans or somebody would come to visit me or we would go somewhere and the surface me would be like, oh, that activity sounds fun. That concert, that theme park, that, you know, vacation destination, that tourist activity sounds really fun. But the real me inside was like, what am I going to get to eat? When am I going to get to eat it? And how often am I going to get to eat it? And it was all for me. The motivation for doing just about everything in my life was was the food and when I was going to get to eat it. And really, that's not what vacations are supposed to be about. They're supposed to be about having life experiences, seeing people, going and doing things that are out of your normal comfort zone, resting and recharging, and making it about food is not counterproductive. Now, we're not saying don't ever enjoy food. I enjoy food still, but it shouldn't be the primary reason for doing all of these things like it was for me for most of my life. Oh, for sure. I mean, we used to go out of our way to be exhausted by breakfast oh, yeah. of just eating and then napping. And it actually affects the quality of the trip too, because for sure. I we talked about it on our uh, Walt Disney World. Ha 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 ha. ha. <laughs> so much wordplay. So fun. So, she, so fresh. She's making fun of it, but it's one of her favorite yeah. things is coming up with titles for these episodes. It's very exciting. Yeah. We kind of work the content around uh, the fun titles. Yeah. But I, we went to Disney World and I ate so much one morning yeah. that I had to make excuses about why I couldn't go on rides later because my stomach hurt so badly because apparently couldn't pass up a churro yeah. at seven in the morning like it was no. a baton in a 500 meter dash. Right, exactly. It dashed in my mouth. But I like, <laughs> I literally for a day felt so sick from It was eating. like you were poisoned and churros were the antidote. But they kept making me more sick. It's like I yeah. didn't understand science. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like, oh, I'll just live to have another churro. It'll 
crush all the other food down. But we have made so many mistakes along the way. So we are hoping to impart some wisdom uh, into uh, into your lives to make it more successful. So again, we were talking about what to do before you go, which is, again, decide if you're okay with gaining five pounds. If not, here comes the planning part. Calories count whether you count them or not. They yeah. still happen. So one thing that I do on vacation, because I don't always track on vacation, I give myself a little bit of, uh, of freedom. I do have in my Fitbit and in my Lose It app a blanket flat 3,000 calories that I track on vacation days just to put something in there. Because if you're looking at your calorie average for a month and you've got 10 zero days in there, yeah. it's like, but I only ate 1,200 calories this month. What am I man? So I track a flat 3,000 calories if I'm in a position where I do not want to track. So load that in there before you head out on vacation to make sure that you've got that. Yeah, so when you look back at the data, you at least have something in there. You know, you're probably not accurate. Like I can eat way over 3000 calories when I put my mind to it, but at least there's something in there and it doesn't just look like zeros. And you're not just saying to yourself, but I didn't hardly eat anything. How did I gain all this weight? Yeah. So practically speaking, aside from the packing part, here are some tips for you to plan a, a solid departure and return to your home. So first of all, Clean out the refrigerator. Make sure that you've got all of your uh, perishable foods thrown in the trash so that you don't come home to gross, rotten food in the fridge. And the return part of that is planning for your return before you even leave. Yeah, like don't come home to piles of dirty dishes and a messy place and and you know find yourself coming home and having to do all of this cleaning after a vacation. Like. I know the old joke is I need a vacation from my vacation, but really like vacations can be pretty tiring and you don't want to get home and have to do all of that and then just throw up your hands and be like, well, I have no choice but to order takeout. Takeout. And we used to do that because we would say like, okay, we had the vacation. We got home. We're exhausted. We have nothing in the refrigerator because I don't remember how to human. Yeah. And then we would get takeout. An entire week and then say next weekend we'll get back on track. So that's like a second vacation food week on top of the first one. So one of the tips that we have for you is order groceries for delivery or pickup on the way back from the airport or have it delivered like Amazon Fresh or whatever the different services are. Have it delivered the day that you are returning so that you've got fresh food that you know is good for you upon return. Yeah. And I think some of these grocery services, you can even like order a couple of days ahead and and have your delivery window a couple of days. So you could do it while you're still there, but when you know you're going to get back so that you have actual like food that's on your plan available because one of the things that I would do all the time was go on a vacation and then let the vacation eating continue long after I got home and I just I was at a point where I like I didn't want to I couldn't stop myself and I didn't want to stop myself you know I would get into that routine so Promising yourself that you're going to end the vacation eating when the vacation is over is one of the things to do before you leave. Right. So the minute you walk through your door and put down the bags, you are back on normal uh, living in your house human time. So if pre-planning your groceries is too much, simply have some easy frozen food 
in the freezer for your return. Get some Stouffer's French bread pizzas. They're about 400 calories. And just plan on having them for dinner. All you need to do, heat up the oven, eat. You know, it's about as many calories as it is the temperature you put in the oven. So it's 400 degrees, 400 (laughs) calories, easy peasy. And you've got dinner. Sure, it's not the fanciest meal, but it's much better than ordering, you know, pizza from Domino's that's 2,600 calories for a whole pie. Yeah, you know, the sort of an average person's calories is probably, you know, that they should have is somewhere between 1,800, 2,000, like somewhere in there. And you can blow that like well past that with just one, you know, takeout pizza or one takeout, you know, Chinese food meal, you know. And so having something that's reasonable, that's easy when you get home can uh, save you from doing that. Oh, for sure. And it's so important, you know, and not to, you know, blow the ending on this, but I didn't get twice as heavy as I am because of one summer vacation or one weekend getaway or three weekend getaways. I had a the chronic condition of pushing my goals down the road and yeah. just saying the 365 surprises, oh gosh, I didn't anticipate, you know, trouble in the road. Guess what? Something always happens. There's always an X factor. So it's what you do when you get back from vacation that matters. How quickly you recover from that time really does matter. And that pre-planning of planning a safe home to return to really does matter. It might also be a really good idea to not have collected food souvenirs from your trips. Sure, maybe some, you know, truffle salt or something like that. A seasoning, perhaps. Right. But you don't need a five-pound bucket of, you know nuts from Hawaii that were actually made in California. Yeah. Um, you don't need a five-pound bucket of anything No, nothing food. in buckets. Yeah, nothing that comes in buckets or barrels. Or, yeah, it's a yeah. value. Don't buy it. You don't need it. Don't bring a trigger food to a second location. Uh, just because it might be duty-free doesn't mean it does not have calories. Yes, indeed. I was trying to say like a booty free or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that, well, that, that we'll, didn't work we'll out. We'll wordsmith it. We'll get it on a t-shirt eventually. Um, one thing, if you're like me, one thing that, that works for me, and this probably won't work for everybody, is I like to establish the rules for myself before I leave. Yeah. If I'm going on a trip and I'm just winging it, if I'm just like going to see where my body but takes Donald, me. Donald, I don't know what what food they will have in that state. I don't know what foods are in their culture. Yeah. Well, that, that for me was the kind of thing I would say to myself as an excuse just to allow myself to eat whatever I wanted for the length of the trip. And what I'm talking about here is I'm not saying that you you have to set up a strict, restrictive plan for yourself the whole time, but decide what you're comfortable with. Maybe you're comfortable eating one indulgent meal a day. Maybe you're comfortable with planning to, you know, sort of go nuts at the end of the vacation. And rather than just diving headfirst into all of your treats from minute one that you leave your place. But Whatever it is, maybe you're going to just stick to must-haves. Maybe you say to yourself, you know, I'm only going to indulge when it's something that I can't get at home. And look, you can you can bend these rules to make them whatever you want. But for me, once I really make a rule, I'm actually pretty good at sticking to it. I just have to like establish it ahead of time and not just wing it while I'm there. Well, and having certain policies, we we talk about this at home too, having policies about how you eat 
actually matters. As Donald was saying, having certain things that are priority foods for you. I mean, sure, you can stop at a gas station and get some Funyuns. Uh, I know we've talked about Funyuns before. Your Bugles, any off-brand uh, <laughs> chip snack. That's not like a special vacation food. Yeah, if yeah. you're going to a town that you've gone to before and you know that they have a special bakery with a special food thing, insert whatever it is here, and you want to make that a priority – Enjoy it while you're there, but do not bring home the dozen whatever because it's a value or because, you know, you can't get it any other time. Enjoy it, but do not bring a dangerous food to a second location. Another thing to do regarding policies is just deciding that your day food is going to be as much and as close to your normal day food as possible. Yeah, this is a great one. And save indulgences for the evening. Yeah. So for example, have your normal protein and vegetables during the day, and then save your indulgences for dinner or an after-dinner dessert or that kind of thing. You don't need to, you know, if you start out your day with, you know, three mimosas, you're probably not going to be making super great, delightful choices for the rest of the day. Yeah, and that touches on something I wanted to touch on too, where I am much more likely to indulge in food when I also indulge in alcohol. Yeah. So I need no, I look, I am not saying avoid all alcohol, but I know for me, if I once I like go crazy with the alcohol, then I'm going crazy with the food at the same time. I'm much less likely to make a good decision once I'm a little tipsy. Yeah, I call it being calorically promiscuous yeah. uh, because I definitely my inhibitions go down as my alcohol as prohibition goes up. No, that didn't work. Never mind. <laughs> They don't all work, people. We say a lot of things. So I know I've joked about this before, but I kind of call it being like a sweet or uh, alcohol vampire. So until the sun sets, I stay on plan. And then after sunset, I go off. It is so easy when we are around other people, we're on vacation, to make choices that we end up regretting and to say that we're just victims to it. But we can be proactive in just making policies takes away that negotiation. Sure, you don't know where you're going for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but you can have policies around sticking, you know, sticking to protein and vegetables and limiting your carbs until after dark. Yes, indeed. It makes it a lot easier. We also have talked about having, you know, the kid meals or the happy meals instead of the giant portions. If you are going to a place that might be trouble, stick to smaller meals. It is okay. You don't need to tank up like I used to do or get, you know, the giant double stack of pancakes uh, every single day and then be exhausted and gain five pounds because it's basically a pound per silver dollar pancake. Is what <laughs> I found. Exactly. So at the beginning of the episode, we talked about, uh, we said we were going to talk about some tips to deal with when you were staying at like an Airbnb type of place. Um, so, uh, I think some of what you were saying ties into that, the, like the daytime foods or trying to eat during the day as much as possible. Um, when you're staying at a place that has kitchen facilities, um, you have the ability to then eat up some meals at home. And 
This not only helps you to uh, stay on your plan, but it also helps financially with uh, with the trip. Well, and two, setting some priorities with your traveling companions, your family. Maybe you are seeing family uh, that you don't normally see, and you have different ideas about what a kitchen means. Is it a place just to put creamer for your half and half? Yeah. Or are you actually having meals at the location? Because some people just want to go out to eat all the time, and that might not fit your plan. And it's okay to diverge and go separate ways if that food doesn't, uh, that food plan that they have doesn't fit for your lifestyle. Yeah, we, we've had some very different experiences yeah. with sharing places with kitchens with different uh, people that we've uh, traveled with. You know, one experience we had, we, we ate a lot of meals at home and then only occasionally ate out. And then another experience, we were sort of expecting the same thing to happen. And we ended up eating out almost every yeah, meal. Yeah, and all the food trip. was just like, oh, I didn't think we were going to use that. So we can have an impression of what uh, eating at home means or, you know, staying at a place with a kitchen. So really getting a sense of that, deciding that you're only going to go out for dinners or lunches can really help. And we mentioned having a grocery delivery service for when you return from a trip. Having a grocery delivery service deliver groceries on the day you arrive at a place yeah. like that can really go a long way to keep you from from just, you know, going crazy and eating out from day one when you get there. Well, and there's a real comfort in having foods that you're familiar with, whether it's the grocery chain or the brand that you're used to. I know for me, when we go and stay at a place and there's a Trader Joe's where I can get the exact same food that I have at home, it adds a layer of familiarity and it creates, you know, just a, a stable environment. If all you're doing is getting, you know, giant buckets of family sized whatever. Right. Guess what? The package is the portion. Yeah. Like that works for me. It totally works for me and against me, actually. So knowing that I have foods that, you know, are high in protein, are non-triggery, and that I can easily track matters. 100%. Also, if you are staying at a rental property, a timeshare, or Airbnb, again, with a kitchen, really decide to pack a travel scale. It actually does oh, matter. Yeah. I have a, a secret fold-up one. It kind of looks like a throwing star. Uh, it's not a throwing star. It's it's made of rubber. It's fine. It won't hurt anybody. But put it in your pocket. There are so many different times where people say like, oh, I forgot to bring blah. Yeah. You know, whatever the blah is. Make a list. I actually did this maybe before the pandemic. I was yeah, like, I, I need think a, so. I need a travel packing list and I made it and then the world shut down and I haven't uh, dusted it off. It was on papyrus because it was so <laughs> long ago uh, with my quill pen. Yeah. You know how they had quill pens and papyrus? Yes. I'm mixing metaphors, but um, make a list of those essential things that you need to stay on track. Buy an extra Fitbit charger to keep in your travel case so that you don't accidentally remove the one that's at home and then you can't charge your Fitbit and then you're a victim to whatever. Extra pair of earbuds, uh, your travel scale, water bottle, whatever, your your headbands, your sweatbands, whatever kind of bands that you need. Uh, pack those in your suitcase. Have an extra set so that you can stay on track. And a lot of these places have kitchen amenities when you get there. So this may be overkill, but if you are uh, going to want to weigh and measure your food, maybe even bring a small set of like measuring cups and spoons along in addition to your scale. I know that 
probably somebody's rolling their eyes and, and saying that's a little too far. But look, if you're really serious about sticking to your health and fitness plan while you're on vacation, that really can help. Well, and two, and if you're not willing to do that, sorry, I'm like, well, if you can't even do that, then just stick with those single serving portions. Yeah. Buy the single serving peanut butter chips, all those high fat, high caloric impact foods. Buy the single servings so that you can uh, support your habits. We had a situation where we had a timeshare, and uh, I will just call her uh, Dawn's fit sister, <laughs> literally bought a five-pound container, like a screw-top five-pound container of like granola trail mix. Oh, yeah. She can moderate. Right. She takes three nuggets of nuts and one coconut shred, and that fills her for the day. She can moderate. Yeah, that's not me. It was out on the counter. Yeah. I did the fistful of just nobody's looking. It's right. we got to finish it before we get back on the plane. We've wasted all this money if we don't finish the gorp, Donald. It, exactly. So uh, that was maybe my downfall. Keeping food out of sight can really help. I know when you're in maybe a smaller kitchen situation, it can be difficult to do that. Keep the fresh food out and put those high calorie value foods away so that they are out of sight. Yeah, indeed. And just remember, Catherine said earlier that calories still count even if you don't count them. Calories still count even if no one sees you eat them too. (laughs) They they still affect you exactly the same way. So, and also I know it can be difficult when you're staying at a different location to stick to your normal routines for activity. So say you're used to doing, you know, your morning yoga or aerobics or whatever. If you can't do that, you still can find maybe a walking route where you are staying, a plan to go for a walk to explore the town that isn't a food-based journey, or maybe have a food-based destination. We actually had, uh, there was a chocolate shop in the town where we were staying in Oregon on the coast. They call it the coast. Yes. uh, Where we actually walked the length of the beach to the chocolate shop to get a single piece of specialty chocolate, and then we walked back. We did not buy a pound of chocolate yeah. for the house. We each got a single piece of chocolate and then walked back. So it was like a two-mile trip, but it was a destination. We saw the town a little bit, got a little chocolate, got in a little fitness. Yeah, and and you know, again, we say all the time, you can't outrun a fork. Like you can't really out exercise your indulgences, but you know, planning on a small tiny indulgence, like you know, in between a a walk can be an acceptable way to stay on your plan. Yeah, so make sure you're still getting in that daily activity, even if it's not what you're used to. Um, I am actually reading a book called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, I think his Mm -hmm. name is. Yes. Um, And he talks about it being okay to disrupt your normal habit schedule. If you're used to going on a five-mile run every morning, must be nice, ex-coworker. Or, you know, you're used to rebounding or whatever it is, and you're out of that habit. It's okay to create a new habit on the vacation. It doesn't have to be just because there's a fitness center nearby. It doesn't mean you have to join it if it's not fitting your schedule. You are on vacation. But getting in daily movement really does matter wherever you are. It's not about outrunning the fork. It's about just staying fit and active. 
Absolutely. Uh, now, you also said you had some tips for people staying at uh, hotels. I sure did. So it's much easier when we have a full control of a kitchen at our disposal to stay on track. But if you're in a hotel, you might be in a limited food situation where you maybe only have a mini fridge and you might not even have a like a hot plate. You're yeah. just, you know, you're with you're with yeah. uh, the, the coffee maker. A lot of hotels have microwaves in them, but uh, some of them do not. Yeah. So being in a position, if you can pick a place that has a mini kitchen, uh, I know some hotels see more of like long stay places where they might have a smaller kitchen. Right. See if you can do that. And even if it costs more, think of the money that you're saving by not going out to eat. So if you're spending as a family $40 or $50 just on lunch, right. it is worth it to pay for a hotel that might be $50 more a night just so that you can be eating food that is on your plan. We pay a price for compromising our choices, and if we're going to overeat anyway – then maybe it's just better to stay at like a residence inn or something. We Marriott, please sponsor us. Please, please, please. <laughs> oh, please. Please sponsor us. Yeah, for uh, sure. But stay at a place that has a kitchen. I also heard on uh, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, friend of the show. Indeed. Her sister is working at a hotel right now. She's off on location. She is staying at a place with a mini fridge. And her colleague actually asked for a second mini fridge to be delivered to the room. And guess what? This is genius. They delivered it. Yeah. That has never occurred to me I to know. ask the for The idea more. of having a second mini fridge so you can fit more of your food that's on your plan. That blew my mind. I know sometimes we bring a cooler and you can get ice at hotels, but then like the water melts and then everything's all wet and whatever. It gets yeah. a little bit weird. But actually just asking the front desk if they would bring you a second mini fridge, that could be really cool another idea that we had walking as humans who like each other outside the podcast this is going to blow your mind everybody sit down buckle up here we go (laughs) it might be worth it to have an amazon purchase of an instant pot or a toaster oven delivered to your hotel room to use while you're on vacation yeah now just hear me out waste not want not right etc you know, whatever. But if you're going to spend $30 on a toaster oven where you could prepare your breakfast or your lunch and heat something up and have something in the room instead of getting takeout, again, the cost of the toaster oven that you use temporarily that you leave behind on vacation can save you money by not going out to eat and blowing your calorie goal. Well, and, and you know, there's the literal financial cost of it. And then there's also the sort of figurative cost to your health and fitness plan exactly. that you may be saving. Like there really is a cost benefit analysis that can be done here to decide whether that $30 toaster oven is worth it for you. Yeah. And it's a small price to pay for saving yourself the price of gaining weight later on. And I know you can either, you know, donate it locally or room service can pick it up. I think they'll, you know, find a use for it. Someone will pick it up. So it's, it's not going into a landfill. So be proactive and think outside the box. What would make your traveling easier? Sure, maybe you can pack 
a hot dog warmer, as we have Ooh. talked about in previous episodes. Uh, if you go back to uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Hot Dog Warmer, or- yeah, my my dad had this uh, had this like hot dog steamer thing that we would take on trips, and then we would steam hot dogs. It would steam like two hot dogs in one bun at a time, and uh, we would take it on trips and then do that in the hotel room. Well, and I think too when I was a kid, and now I think that that is a great idea to be proactive if you can make even hot dogs in a room. I know that that's three, uh, you know, a, bur- a bun and a hot dog. That's 300 calories out the door. Yeah. You're good to go. But I used to, like my favorite thing in the whole world was room service. Oh yeah. I get food brought to my room on a silver platter. Yes, please. It was all about the mini bar and the room service. And now finding ways to moderate that Maybe save it for special, save it for one meal. That's fine. But all the money you spend on those extra calories, it just is not worth it. So finding ways like buying, you know, Instant Pot, Air Fryer, Hot Plate, whatever, bringing something with you if you have room for it, if you're driving, or ordering it and having it delivered to the room can really help save you. We can so easily just fall victim to, I don't have a choice. Well, there wasn't anything we could do. It's worth that small investment to think outside the box. A couple of sort of obvious things, too, that you can do are we're we're not gym folk. Uh, We do our health and fitness outside of a gym. But find a hotel that has a fitness center so that you can still maintain some of your fitness routine. And if you're like us and you don't go to the gym, you can still maybe uh, find a yoga mat or bring a yoga mat or have a yoga mat sent to you where you can do that sort of thing. Or a lot something that we do a lot of is we will find a coffee shop that is a reasonable, yeah. you know, mile or two walk away from the hotel. And instead of just having our morning coffee at the hotel, we'll we'll use that as a an excuse to go walk a couple of miles to get the coffee and then walk a couple of miles back so that we're maintaining our step count and uh, keeping our fitness up that way. Yeah, one thing that we did once uh in the in the destination coffee which is definitely our our general plan, we took an early morning walk to a coffee shop and walked through kind of old town San Diego. Oh yeah. And we actually got to see all of the shops and restaurants and you know, uh, sites of interest before it was crowded with people. So then we knew later, oh, let's go back there after, you know, when it's more crowded. So it was a nice way to preview the town. Yeah, that was great. Before all of the tourists got there. Exactly. So, and something Donald uh, had mentioned on his list, I don't know if he's going to say it, so I'm going to say it right now. You go right ahead. Don't worry about getting your money's worth. If they have free continental, whatever, free cheese and crackers, free wine, nothing free is free. We pay a price for those free services and we can use them and enjoy them, but we don't have to tank up. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to make 25 waffles so that I can get the value out of the breakfast buffet. Yeah. Yeah. My hotel comes with a free breakfast, so I'd better eat every amount of food I can get out of the breakfast in order to get the, you know, that's just not... That might save you a few dollars. That might make you feel better about the cost of the hotel, but it's not going to make you feel better in the long run physically, and it's definitely not going to make you uh, stick to your fitness and health goals. And something else to consider, uh, I can't remember if Donald said this, but if you're doing planning for vacation, we spend a lot of time looking at the 
points of interest uh, that we want to go and visit. But checking out restaurants that have menus online, you can pre-decide what you're going to have and choose the kind of restaurants that fit into your budget. Yeah. And I know all the time, you know, we say to ourselves, but I don't know what I'm going to want in the moment. But the problem with that is that in the moment, I'm much more likely to give in to my indulgences if I you know, sort of plan this when I'm in air quotes sober and I look at the menu ahead of time and I just decide what I'm going to have and I go in and I don't even look at the menu. I order what I've already pre-decided on. I'm much more likely to stay on to something that I'm going to be proud of later. Well, and look, look, are you looking? I am looking. Okay, here we go. I love food. What? I love it. I want all of it. I want all of the options. I, you know, fear of missing out, all of that stuff. We can have everything. Donald and I have lost a lot of weight and have kept it off. And we have made decisions about the indulgences that we make. As, you know, I, I, you know, hackneyed phrases, you can have it all, but not all at once. I used to go to a restaurant to get my money's worth. I want the biggest portion, the most indulgent thing. I could never make this at home. The reason I'm going out to eat is enjoying time away, not having dishes to do, relaxing with family and being waited on, looking at a beautiful view. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about the most calorically expensive thing on the menu. We can decide because we are grownups, and we did an episode on this recently, don't get appetizers for the table. The table yeah. is hungry. No, like I just want an excuse to <laughs> exactly. eat, you know, chicken wings or whatever. Decide on the indulgence. Tonight is appetizer night. Tomorrow is entree night. The next day is dessert. The next day is alcohol. If we have appetizers and entrees and dessert and alcohol, that's 4,000 calories out the door. And every single time we make that choice, we're basically saying, this is a pound. Right. Like, I am going to gain a pound because I really need these mozzarella sticks. Guys, we know what mozzarella sticks taste like. Yeah. That's not special. Right. Like, stick to things that are really meaningful and decide in advance what you're going to do and what choice you're going to make about what indulgence you want. It can be really easy when you're feeling festive and everybody's eating what they want. Why can't I? Oh, we bought the mac and cheese for the kids and the kids aren't eating it. We want to get our money's worth. Like, right. oh no, they use Gruyere cheese in the kids' mac and cheese and kids hate Gruyere cheese. So I guess I just got to eat it because you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. Please don't do that. Look at it as a single indulgence. Do not bring food to a second location. It's not going to taste as good. When you eat it, just eat it and forget it. That doesn't rhyme, but what are you going to (laughs) do? Not everything rhymes. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, I think next week we will... Give some more tips, uh, this time about when you go to visit family or visit people uh, or when they come to visit you. Uh, And uh, until then, you can listen to all of our episodes wherever you found this one uh, or always at our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on Join Our Support Group. 
our support group is a great way to get accountability when you are traveling on vacation and you need a little extra support. So join us there. We have two options for uh, membership. One is a monthly membership with a three-day complimentary trial, and the other is a three-month perfect length of summer membership for We Only Look Thin. That comes with a seven-day complimentary trial if you would like to give us a try. Yes, indeed. Please do. Uh, And if you would like to get in touch with us, there are several ways to do that. You can email us, first of all, uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And uh, we will eventually get back to you. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your vacation tips, things that we maybe missed that we could put into a future episode. We uh, would like to answer your questions. Uh, If you have questions for us, if you have episode ideas, things that you feel like we haven't touched on, things we haven't talked about in a while, uh, we would love to hear from you. And you can also stay in touch with us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. Yep, and if you have a couple extra minutes and you're thinking about stars, uh, looking up at the stars this summer on vacation, you can also... Add five stars on Apple Podcasts. That would really help boost us in the ratings. Uh, Leave us a little review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, Not only does it boost our morale, burns a few extra calories. uh, It also helps other people find our podcast. And that actually matters. It certainly does. So if you're still trying to decide whether you should use your quill pen with your papyrus, (laughs) just remember that Catherine and I are an an inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. You know, if you don't have time to get groceries... What is with the Red Baron strafing our house?